When I was first learning the trumpet in the fifth grade, it did not take me long to learn a few notes. Pretty quickly, actually. I could play hot cross buns. Home on the range. Oh, come all ye faithful. And I would arrive to my band class ready to play all those great notes I'd learned at home, and then two things happened inevitably that did not happen when practicing alone. One would happen when uh, there'd be these portions of the songs where there would be a measure where you just hold a whole note for four beats. And that's boring. I want to I show off all the other notes I learned. So I'd get to that portion in the song, and I'd hold for two or three counts maybe, and then kind of play the other notes I learned. Stop. Stop. Some of you are getting ahead of the beat. I can still hear my band director say, don't cheat the whole note. Four whole beats. The other issue happened when I played a really fun measure. Maybe it was a measure full of lots of, lots of notes and it kind of moved quickly. And after a week of practice, I wanted to show that I could hit every last note in that tight little couple measures. And I would just get so focused on that that I would lose track of everything else and I would fall behind. What I quickly discovered is that it is far easier to play a bunch of right notes than it is to play them at the right time. Ecclesiastes declares, for everything there is a season, a time for every matter under the sun or under heaven. Or the message translates, there's an opportune time to do things, a right time for everything on the earth. Lots and lots of good notes to be played. But for every note, there is a right time, not too fast, not too slow, not too loud, not too soft. The scripture here assumes that in life there is something of a musical score, uh, much as there is a summer, a fall, a winter, a spring. So too, right, there are these, these seasons, times when it's opportune to do something or refrain, or opportune to refrain from doing something. Spring calls forth a, a certain tending of the land that differs from winter, right? Which is to say, we're not to decide the times so much as we are to discern the times. And play accordingly. The pressing question as we enter into 2022 is this. What time is it? Life and death are the parameters in which we ask this question over and over. And so that's what verse 2 offers us as, as the framework. There's a time to be born, a time to die. We don't decide that. And in between, we continue to ask this question. What time is it? Is it? In our to go towards our scripture, a time to plant, or a time to uproot. Is the soil healthy? Time to put down some roots. Or is it time to tear up the ground? Is it time to start over? It's time to start new, start fresh. Scripture's clear. Both are good, faithful notes, aren't they? We're supposed to plant and sow good, good seeds of prayer and, and encouragement and we're supposed to bold, boldly walk like Sarah and Abraham who, who uproot and leave the familiar for the way of God. Ah, but which, which note are we to play for such a time as this? Which one is to be accented, brought forth more fully for this time? We can continue down the list. Is it a time to embrace or refrain? It's a statement that can refer to both sexual intercourse and more generally uh, to reconciliation. Is it a time for a new relationship, marriage, 
children or not? Is it a time for reconciliation? Or the wounds so deep in certain situations, it's it's actually, it's a season to refrain. Let the relationship lie fallow and and, and breathe and, and, and heal before seeking the embrace. Different notes, different right notes even, but, but what time is it today? Is it a time to seek or a time to lose? Is it a time to seek after the estranged family member or, or, or let go right now? So seek the next opportunity or chapter or path or option or, 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 or time to lose that thought and double down on the current note that's being played. What an irony that we have at our fingertips the precise satellite-controlled time, an up-to-date weather app. Like never before, we know what time it is. And yet I think we find ourselves slow to speak with as much certainty when we consider what time it is in our lives, our families, our church, our nation the world, and perhaps we're all the more reticent given these last two years and what they've taught us about how little we can predict, how little we can control. And yet, truth be told, it's always been that way. Verse 11 in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, if Mike had kept reading, reads, God has made everything suitable for its time. In other words, it's saying, agreed, all things have their best opportune time, yet, We cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. Or again, as the message translates, but God's left us in the dark, so we can never know what God is up to, whether he's coming or going. Talk about frustrating. We have the sense there's a right time to play certain notes so that the music lights up into a symphony of brilliance. But we're in the dark as to what time it is. Unless... As with any orchestra or band or choir, unless, unless you look to the director again. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the good news. The time is fulfilled. The time is come. The time is now. You've been debating whether it's time for this or that. Time to move slower or faster louder or softer should we do this or that but our eyes to let look upon the director and he declares the time is somehow fulfilled in himself to look upon him is to be in time on time notes rhythm pace pianissimo forte all of it and isn't it interesting jesus doesn't go on to say from there so here now are the precise notes you shall play as you look upon me Rather, he simply says, repent and believe the good news. Repent literally means turn your body around. Make the motion of change and trust in my way. It is as the 20th century theologian Paul Ricoeur once observed in his book, Time and Narrative, speculative speculative on time is an inconclusive rumination to which narrative activity alone can respond. Trying to figure out the times is an inconclusive rumination. Sounds like Ecclesiastes. 
And the only response, he says, is narrative activity, by which he means taking a concrete step of faith in following Jesus. And in moving the story of our lives in God along, we discover with more and more clarity what time it is and how we are called to live and respond, which is to say, we're never given 2020 vision. In fact, the Apostle Paul kind of famously say, it says, we see through a glass darkly or dimly. Ecclesiastes, we're in the dark. <laughs> what we are given is Jesus. And then we're called to step by faith. Move in faith. Narrative forward. Not in certainty, but in faith. Certain only of Jesus, Right? What does it look like this day for our eyes to be set afresh upon Jesus as we step into 2022 amid all that's going on? And what does it look like to take the next real-time movement of faith, repenting, turning, shifting the body quite literally because we recognize that the discernment of our times unfolds in correlation to our obedient movement. Narrative motion in the way of Jesus is the only way to tell time. Goodness, are not the soon-to-be installed and ordained officers and commissioned trustee doing that today? There's a reason we call them forward and, and pray over them. We want them to feel in their bodies this, this sense of motion that will be critical to their next three years. Narrative motion in the way of Jesus is the only way to tell time. This church is in a season where we've been asking a lot of questions about what time it is. We step into this new year sensing a, a certain energy and, and I think even expectancy and, and also a great deal of uncertainty about some of the price, precise ways God is leading and moving among us even as we are certain we, we, we know the Holy Spirit is doing just that. And then, of course, that, that anticipation and uncertainty is, is surrounded by all these questions about what time it is in our lives and our families. In Georgetown in our nation, throughout the world. And amid our searching comes the voice of Jesus, seek ye first me and my kingdom. Eyes upon the director. Let us look upon the one who created the gift of time, the one in whom the fullness of time is known. And then step, right? Take the next step of faith, however big, however small, one way or another, live the narrative. All, the, all along trusting, right? Trusting the grace of Jesus is sufficient to take the cacophony of a fifth grade band and make it play with beauty and life. Right? His grace is actually more than sufficient to cover our frailties, our imperfections, our outright failure. And somehow bring forth from that a symphony, a joyful one, in just the right way, in just the right time. Thanks be to God.